wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. Folks, do WrestleRant Radio here today for August 17, 2017. I'm Graham G.S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, first and foremost, my voice is currently shot. I hope it gets better in the coming days, but I literally just came back from an amusement park mere hours ago. As soon as I got back, I gave RJ a call. We were supposed to talk this morning. We couldn't. I left early. Um, we were supposed to talk two hours ago. I got back late, and uh, we literally just wrapped up talking about SummerSlam. Now, I said right here on the show last week, which you should check out if you have not already. I had my interview with my own grandmother right here on WrestleRant Radio, talking the first season of Glow. And literally that very same day, they announced season two of the show. So maybe that was something that we accomplished there, that was something that we got done. But anyway, check out that episode if you haven't already. Point being that I mentioned on the start of that show that this week I would have my exclusive interview with GFW's Eli Drake on today's WrestleRant Radio. So my internal plan, my initial plan was to air the interview, which is about 20 minutes, and then um, air the interview, which covers a lot more than I talked about in the article for HiddenRemote.com, which is up right now, by the way, and then do the SummerSlam predictions with RJ. But of course, with SummerSlam being such a big show, having 12 matches, so much going on right now in WWE, and I haven't talked to RJ I literally on the phone since, like, April. So we had a lot to talk about. We've texted back and forth, obviously, but he reached out to me earlier this week, and he wanted to be on the show for the first time since December. He's coming out of retirement. I granted him the uh, I granted the invite. I accepted the invite. He's on the show here today. And we went a full hour talking SummerSlam, WWE right now. And again, I apologize for my voice cracking. My voice is in terrible shape at the moment. Um, but we talked about quite a bit. So you guys could check out that conversation here today. Hopefully next week, next Thursday, I'm going to be busy as hell next week. But um, hopefully because of that, I can't have my interviews up with Eli Drake. And also the conference call I did the week before, that's very same week I talked to Eli Drake, I talked to Loki, the X Division champion from GFW, Sanjay Dutt, and Trevor Lee. And this week, I talked to Bobby Lashley. So thanks to Impact Wrestling, GFW, for having me uh, do those awesome interviews. I had a really good time doing it. Altogether, they come out to about, I don't know, a half an hour. So maybe you spend the second half. Maybe we spend the second half of next week's show talking SummerSlam, TakeOver, which we didn't even get time to talk about here today with RJ. He's not been watching NXT as of late, so it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, very much looking forward to talking to RJ and breaking down SummerSlam. But before I do that, quick two cents on Progress Wrestling. Uh, last Saturday, my very first Progress show, big ups, huge shout out to my good friend Noah Wade, at Wade underscore on the Twitter machine. He was right here on WrestleRant Radio. I think helping me review Extreme Rules, I think in early June, so you've had him, we've, you've heard him here on the show before. Um, he treated me to a Progress Wrestling show. We were initially going to go to TakeOver together, but I'm going to be away this weekend, literally leaving in just about 24 hours to go to South Dakota to see my girlfriend. So 
Um, I couldn't go to TakeOver. I couldn't go to SummerSlam. I couldn't go to Raw, so we made up for it by going to Progress instead. Had a great time. It was a, a crazy, crazy, crazy night. You can check out all the videos I took on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash C backslash Graham GSM Matthews and also all the photos I took up on nextairwrestling.net right here on the site where you're listening to the WrestleRant radio as we speak. So anyway, guys, without further ado, enjoy my conversation with the one, the only, the returning RJ Marceau, talking all things SummerSlam, WWE, and beyond. Enjoy. GFM. Mr. Marceau, what's going on, brother? How's it going, brother? Oh my god, dude, my voice is killing me. I just got back right now. I so, I so apologize for the delay. No worries. I know we're doing this literally at the 11th hour, but I was determined to get you back on Wrestle Rant Radio. We're already rolling, dude. I know you're a working man. I needed to get you in the show for the first time. It's It's been, I think, since last December. You're coming out of retirement. This is not a regular thing. I don't want to fool people thinking that you're back as a regular here on the show. This is a one-time deal. You understand me? It is. <laughs> I'm coming out of retirement for one show. Just uh, just like your idol, Ric Flair. Correct, correct. I guess, you uh, know... I freaking prayed out the Ric Flair. I was just about to say, very timely, too, coming out of the... D- did you know about Ric Flair's condition when you texted me on Monday about the drinking thing that, that Kurt Angle mentioned on the news? I did, I did. They were, she was talking about a drinking story on the radio show, and then they're like, oh, and like, what's up, Ric Flair? And he's like, oh, you guess he's in the hospital. Oh, but, okay. That's so funny. Can I ask him? Oh my god. Well hopefully he's doing okay. Like you said, prayers out to Ric Flair. The guy is the man, but uh so you requested to me to come back on the show for today only to talk everything SummerSlam for Sunday. It's a stack show. I'm looking at the card right now for Sunday's pay per view. We got twelve matches on tap here and you were there you were there two years ago mr marceau i was there with you molly was there as well uh you looking forward to SummerSlam on sunday before we get started um i'd say i'm not too excited i'll definitely be watching it live in the wwe network but i don't know nothing too besides the broad tag team match and the fatal four way i really don't i don't know the other matches don't really appeal to me too much Mm, yeah, I know. I got to agree. I think the main event's really carrying the show. You're a big Braun guy. I hate to say it, but I have yet to read the full article. I was out all day, so it should be up Good. tomorrow. <laughs> it should be up tomorrow, the new Marso Masterpiece, for everyone to check out. Uh, talking all things Braun Strowman. I, I think you're up to now four Braun Strowman articles in 2017 alone. That's a new record. Good. Good. <laughs> There's going to be 21 at the end of the year. <laughs> So what's he going to be your reaction? We'll save that match for last, but what's your reaction if he walks out on Sunday as the new champion? I'll be jumping out my window. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope he does. There's a lot of potential, uh, a lot of potential good outcomes in that match, including Samoa Joe. I know you're a big Roman guy. You're a big big dog fan. So we'll see if he wins the championship. There's a lot of. Yeah, uh, I hope not. <laughs> the Barclays Center would love it. What are you talking about? The place would burn down. <laughs> So we'll start from the top here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a working man, Mr. Mister Red Sox over here. You sent me that email with the new, with the new Marceau masterpiece, and it's got sincerely Ra- uh, Raymond Marceau at, as the signature at the bottom. I was I was blown it away. Does. It's so uh, official. Buy tickets. <laughs> Is that your cheap plug for today for people to buy tickets to the game? Buy tickets. Buy tickets for Red Sox. <laughs> 
So anyway, we'll start from the top of the show here. I guess I just I just found out today. I guess this was just announced today. We got two kickoff matches, but they were matches that were already announced. So we're not having any additional matches as of this recording. Uh, but we do have Akira Tozawa, the new representative of Titus Worldwide, taking on Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship in a rematch from Raw on Monday. Uh, first of all, i got to get your thoughts. What was your reaction, RJ, to the power of Tozawa walking out of Raw on Monday as the new champion? And do you think they pulled the trigger too soon on Tozawa taking the title before the pay-per-view on Sunday? Um, I was shocked when I saw it. I didn't actually see him live. I saw it on Twitter, but... Pretty much beat Neville clean, so I was pretty surprised, especially how long he's been a champion for and how dominant he has been. Um, I mean, not the biggest secure to Zawa fan, but I'd say it's a little premature having it done on Raw if they're going to have a match rematch on SummerSlam, because what's the, what's the point of having him win on Monday if he's going to lose the title back to Neville on Sunday? So, logistically speaking, it doesn't make any sense, but I was surprised that he won, um, but in this match, I could see a scenario where Neville wins the belt back as soon as Sunday, but it would just been would have been a waste to take the title off of Neville in the first place. Like, why not just keep the championship on him and have like Cedric beat him or something at some point down the road? Um, I mean, people have been saying that forever. Maybe not Cedric, but like, who else can beat Neville? And apparently, Tozawa can. But just for them to do it, not only on Raw, but just like unadvertised too. They literally just advertised it like two weeks before, or two hours before Raw went live on like their fucking YouTube channel or something. So it was weird for them to just do it so randomly on Raw. So I get the match is good on the kickoff show. I mean, the, the Cruiserweight Championship, they were on the kickoff show at Mania. Fucking Great Balls of Fire. SummerSlam again. So it is what it is. But if there's any match to be bumped to the kickoff show, it might as well be this one since we already saw it literally on. Raw this past week, um, but when Tazawa won the belt, I know you're not the biggest Tazawa fan, RJ. But were you chanting ah, 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 ah? I was ah. not. How not? What, not what, I was like, it, this you're not a big fan of Titus Worldwide. I hate Titus O'Neil. So anything <laughs> that deals with him, I, I don't really appreciate or have any interest in. I love Titus Worldwide the same way that Elias Sampson, or just Elias, excuse me, has grown on you, and who has also grown on me as well. Who is also absent from SummerSlam. Titus Worldwide has grown on me in, in just the same way. I love the group. I think they're awesome. Bunch of losers. <laughs> You're not going to buy their new shirt. I love when you texted me, by the way, a couple weeks ago saying, fucking Titus O'Neil has a new t-shirt. Are you kidding me? Everyone gets a t-shirt. You said, he needs a t-shirt, she gets a t-shirt, they all get a t-shirt. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything anymore. When you grew up watching wrestling, you specifically, no one got t-shirts except for like Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Now fucking the big time people are the only ones that have t-shirts. Now everybody gets one. The jobber from jobber from two or five live have t-shirts. <laughs> I need the Elias Samson shirt though. I will say that I need a Drifter t-shirt. They're not calling the Drifter Seriously. anyway. I need I need one of his t-shirts. I need so. a walk with Elias t-shirt. <laughs> walk with Elias. Oh god! But you got Tazawa going over here. I have Tazawa going over. I unless they have like a Titus like screw him over, but. I don't know. I don't, if they haven't beat him clean already, I don't know why they'd... I don't know. I think if, if anything, at first they'd have, like, uh, Titus Scrum kind of, like, not purposely, obviously, and then him winning it, but I don't see why they'd bring, put it back on Neville. I don't trust this company at all, so I'm just going to go Neville for the sake of saying Neville. I want Tazawa to retain because the, the division's already dead, dead as it is. People just don't care about the cruiserweights. 
But, uh, I mean, it just I don't know why they would have do it. I don't know why they would do the title change on Raw if they're going to do it again on Sunday. But I don't trust the company. So I'm just going to say Neville just for the hell of it. But also in the kickoff show from SmackDown, that's a Raw match. We got the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles on the line with the New Day and the Usos. A feud that's actually been pretty good on SmackDown. The Usos are awesome. Did you get your Usos t-shirt yet or not yet? Not yet. Did, did you want to get one at WrestleMania? Did you say you wanted to get one at WrestleMania when we were there, or am I just thinking of shit? I don't remember. I think it was like the Raw that we went to, like was uh, one of the Raws or the TLC or something. The one that here was like in the paint, like the one that had the face paint on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought you also wanted to get a day one since day one ish T-shirt. I thought you said you I wanted to get like one of those. I do. I have not got one yet. I got, I, the last shirt I got was the bronze shirt. Maybe, maybe at the Clash of Champions show in a couple months, eh? Potentially, maybe, potentially. To smack them pay-per-view. I'm not sure. I know, well, let's break the news. I mean, I've already broken the news on Twitter, but we are officially Royal Rumble bound. We're heading to Philly in January. I was going to say for our first Rumble, but you've already been to the Rumble. You've already broken your Royal Rumble cherry a couple years ago back in Boston, of all places. Terrible, terrible. That was a great show. What are you talking about? What, Alberto uh, Del Rio, your favorite wife beater? Oh my god, I'm so mad. I cannot get Ricardo Rodriguez yelling Alberto Del Rio out of my mind for like two months. <laughs> that was great. But you you did break news to me on, on, on Monday night after Raw. I had no idea until you told me that Clash of Champions is Boston bound as well in December. Any thoughts about going to that show a month ahead of the Royal Rumble? Uh, I'll think about it. I'll see what the schedule's looking like. It's- I don't know. I'm not sure exactly the date of it, but... I think it's like the 17th. I'm a freak for the 17th, and I know it's that day, yeah. Before Christmas, okay. So, I don't know, I'll think about it. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I know we were at TLC a few weeks before Christmas a couple of years ago, and it was great. That was an awesome show. This is going to be a SmackDown show, too. So we'll see how good it is. I mean, if it's Mahal versus fucking, like, Baron Corbin as main event, then maybe I'll pass on tickets. But I guess we'll see, depending on where they are, uh, the blue brand is in a couple months. But anyway, New Day News, so I completely got off track here. Uh, third match on pay-per-view for the tag titles. New Day are the defending champions. RJ, who do you got going over here? It's a tough one. Um, they, they faced off many times, and they already had good matches. But, I think, I'd say the New Day. Um, SmackDown tag team division is pretty weak as it is. They really don't have any other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I honestly would just say keep the title on New Day, and then, Maybe bring a new team in or something, but besides the, like they don't really have anyone else. I would, I maybe I'd say maybe Usos. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up. I'd just stick with the New Day. Yeah, I'm gonna say New Day too, just if only because as you just said, there's really no other teams on SmackDown for the Usos to defend against. I think they're the hotter hand right now. New Day has been infinitely better on SmackDown than they were at Raw towards the end, but the Usos are killing it right now. I, I hate to say that they lose here, but. If they win, like, what else do you do? I mean, they've already beaten Brazongo. American Alpha broke up. I think they already beat the Hype Bros, too. So there's really not much more you could do with those guys. Um, unless you said they bring in a new tag team from the New Day. They can bring up... I've heard Sanity being mentioned. I don't know how likely that is, but maybe you can bring those guys up after TakeOver. I've seen rumors of uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper just for the hell's sake of getting them back on TV. That would be okay. So New Day and those guys okay, would be cool. I'd be all right with that. I guess we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, beyond New Day and Usos, the division falls off a friggin' cliff. So I'm going to say New Day retains as well. 
Um, let's see here. I'm going like lowest stakes for matches. You know what? Why not? Let's just go Big Show and Big Cast with Enzo Amore in a fucking shark cage. I know this is the match you're most looking forward to, Mr. Marceau. Uh, this, th the feud started out with Promise, and then it really just, again, fell off a cliff a couple weeks ago when they main evented Raw and just this match that no one cared about. And I thought the angle they did on Raw this week with the club, with Gallows and Anderson and uh, Cass beating up on Big Show was good. But Enzo's just deplorable. Like, he's just, at this point, he sucks. In the, I mean, we already, already, we already knew he sucked in the ring, but the guy's obnoxious. He's not a baby face. I'm not exactly sure what to think of him right now, but... Uh, what's your expecta expectation level for this feud, uh, Mr. Marceau? And who do you got going over? This feud's been abysmal. Let's give uh, <laughs> Bruce, uh, that Bruce and Ziggler feud from last year a record money. I agree, but, I agree. Uh, oh, and like you said, they did have Prowse at first. I think that's what everyone kind of coming out of the big cast and ends up breakable. Like, oh, don't worry. Like, just wait for the aftermath, the aftermath, the aftermath. But it's been absolutely terrible. Enzo's been very beyond belief, but kind of deserve it. He sucks anyways. Um, but he just looks like a loser. Like I said, he, it's just like, he, he's not a lovable loser. He just doesn't even stand a chance. It's like this little baby getting swatted away. <laughs> he's the tired big show to come help him out and he's getting his ass kicked every week too. So, um, it, I feel like it, no, no one really gets over in this situation. Like, the big cast is beating up on the whole big show and beating up on Enzo who's a loser anyways. And then Big Show is just old and doesn't... Like, it's just it's a lose-lose where I feel like everyone has a full feud. I love the fact that this is taking place in Barclays. I would love to see the reaction, because Big Cass... No, he's he's from New Jersey. I think it's Enzo who's from the New York area. I don't remember exactly, but it'll be interesting to see how they respond to this match, because it has the potential to just... I mean, it, it could be, like you said, it could be Rusev and Ziggler from two years ago when we were there. It wasn't a bad match, but no one gave a shit about the match. The people sat on their hands, and I got a double fucking double count-out finish, of all things. So I'm sure this will be no different. They'll continue it beyond the pay-per-view. Uh, speaking of Big Show, or rather Big Cass and Enzo, do you see any future for these two on their own beyond SummerSlam? Enzo, he has, he has might as well just put him back down to NXT because his <laughs> wrestling ability is absolutely deplorable. <laughs> Big Cass, I guess, has some, let's see, has a chance, but I just, I don't think the correct is feeling him. I just, his talking ability is absolutely atrocious as well, so maybe stick him with a manager or stick him with Carmella or do something with them, tear them up, but Big Cass, no, I don't see any marketing ability or any money in Big Cass on his, on his own. Yeah, I, I like the idea of a, a big cast and Carmella partnership. You would have to switch one show, one guy from the or one woman from one show to the other. But um, I mean, I, there's been rumors of another superstar shakeup happening soon anyway, so maybe that happens soon. But yeah, on his own, he really does nothing for me. Enzo, like you said, people have said put him back on NXT or put him in 205 Live. They gotta be eaten alive by Neville for one thing. And I mean, I guess you put him back in NXT to get better in the ring. I don't know how much better he's going to get. The guy's been here for like five years and he still sucks in the ring. But like beyond that, what else do you do? I mean, he's going to get beaten in what, two seconds by Aleister Black? Like you have all these great wrestlers in NXT and he's going to he's gonna stand a chance? Like I don't even know what you do with this guy. So this... Well, at I, least at this point. Yeah, I don't think... With with so much heat on this guy, with, with the nuclear heat that was on Lana a few years ago, if you remember that whole phase when she was a, a heat magnet backstage after the whole engagement thing, I think Enzo's the new Lana backstage from what I've heard, so... And I'm not back there. I can't speak for, you know, Enzo, but just from everything everyone's been saying about him, it seems like he's not the most likable guy right now, so... 
maybe for his sake, with with his luck, maybe the cage falls from the top of the ceiling or something. It crashes down in the crowd. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll say. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. So you said you have Big Cass winning here? Is, you, is that what you said? Yeah, Big Cass. Is no, well, if you want to bury him, just have Big Show beat him. But I, I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they have shenanigans and it'll help them win. But I don't think anyone really wants to see anything else from this feud. So. Yeah, I'm hoping Big Cass I'll wins. Big Cass. Yeah, I, I say Big Cass wins and they just move on. Um, let's see here. Another match I honestly couldn't care less about. I mean, I like one of the guys, but just it seems like he's in a just a holding pattern right now. That being Randy Orton versus Rusev from SmackDown. Again, cookie cutter feud that really screams like we have nothing better for these guys. So we're just going to put them in a feud with each other. And I guess on one hand, it's something fresh. We've never seen it before. Which shocks that a lot of me. Rusev's been here for three years and he's never faced Orton once. But maybe there's a reason for that because Orton's string of matches with Mahal sucked. His matches with Bray Wyatt sucked even worse. Um, I mean, Rusev's good, but him and Orton does not compel me at all, at least in the roles they're currently in. At least maybe the other way around with Orton as a heel and maybe Rusev as a babyface, it would work. But right now, it just screams filler. I'm honestly shocked this isn't on the kickoff show. But you know, they love Randy Orton, so that's not going to happen. But um, do you care about this feud? At, at all, RJ, and who do you have winning this match? I, I feel like at first I thought, like, oh, this is cool, you know, new feud, new chases, but the, the feud sucks, no one cares. <laughs> um, it's just what it is, I guess. Like I said, it's a fresh feud, but the people don't really give a shit. Randy wants, I used to be a big Randy Warren guy, but he's done everything. He's like, kind of like John Cena, he just doesn't have that popularity, but he's done everything. At this point, it's fresh to be plumped people over, but um, I feel like he'll probably beat Rusev, and Rusev be the same loser that he's been since John Cena buried him <laughs> two years ago at WrestleMania 31. But mm-hmm. um, I'd say Orton wins. I want Rusev to win, but I feel like they dropped the ball on the so many times. Like, I don't know how I could say in confidence he's going to win. It's crazy. I mean, Orton has not won a pay-per-view match since WrestleMania, since we were there. So that just means he's winning here. But um, wasn't Rusev the guy who came out in a tank? Was that him? It was. At WrestleMania 31, before the burial, before the John Cena shovel came in? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care about this at all. I mean, I guess you could you could have had something cool with Rusev and Chad Gable. They had a great match on SmackDown a few weeks ago, and now they're just putting him with Rusev instead, or with Randy Orton instead, who has had just a terrible 2017. The guy that goes from the awful feud with Bray Wyatt to the awful gender feud. No one cares about this. I doubt the match will be anything special. Uh, in your opinion, before we move on, real quick, anything that you think that the company can do to make Randy Orton great again? It's physically impossible. What did you say? He said he's done it all. He's done it all. Just retire as soon as, soon as possible? Is that what you said? Not retire. There's, there's nothing for him to do. They tell you make him different. Like, I guess. Like I said, you think I'm a little cutter and didn't do anything for him, so. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think he's at that point in his career. He just needs to start putting people over. I don't think he's going to be a big thing. Like he's 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 hit his peak. He's starting to decline. At this point, it's like, what else do you do with him? I mean, I know he works better as a heel than as a babyface, but. I mean, just at this point, there's just nothing to care about the character. I literally said the other day in my SmackDown review that the only thing about Orton's character that we know at this point in time is that he just RKO's people out of nowhere for big pops because that's what people love. But beyond that, like. Like, why why should I care about Randy Orton? Like, it's all about character development. You know, those two words that we always go back to. It's just, it's ridiculous. But uh, you said Orton wins here. Is that what you said? Yep. 
Okay, I have Orton 1 and 2. Uh, from Raw, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. But it will not be Finn Balor on Sunday. It's going to be the demon Finn Balor, even despite the fact that Bray Wyatt won clean. The guy won clean on Raw. I thought hell froze over. I mean, he already beat Seth clean twice, too, but... The guy's a stepping stone. I mean, people don't understand the fact no one cares about him because he's a loser. I mean, how how much do we have to go back to this, RJ? You literally texted me no more than a few days ago, maybe a week ago, saying that Bray Wyatt is a loser. And I don't think this pay-per-view will be any different. The guy's going to lose again. And the only reason he beats guys like Seth and, Bray, or, uh, Seth and Finn Balor is to lose to them down the road because they have no plans for this guy on his own. So, obviously, I think the Demon wins here. Uh, any thoughts on the loser that is Bray Wyatt, and do you think he wins here? No chance he wins. He's a fucking loser beyond <laughs> losers. He's replacing Neville as a basic loser in the fucking company. Um, they built this guy up just to throw him down. Um, he wins all these meaningless matches. I know he really gives two shits about the beginning with. And when he does, whenever it does matter, he fucking loses. Um... He's just a bum. Um, I think they really dropped the ball on this character after John Cena again buried him at WrestleMania 30, which I was in attendance for. Cried for like two months because they carried the shit out of Bray Wyatt and the whole family. But like I said, they build him up. People kind of start getting into it again. There's the same hocus pocus bullshit. Losing when it matters. People start getting two shits about him. That was a fucking put him in the grave. Didn't he didn't he beat John Cena in that great steel cage match at Extreme Rules a few oh, years yeah, ago? That match was putrid. That match was absolutely awful. Oh my god, yeah. Bray Wyatt is just deader than dead. I mean, it looked like they had something there when he won the belt earlier this year. But it was, like I said, the guy's a stepping stone. You might as well just tattoo that on his forehead because he went on to lose to Orton at WrestleMania, and we were there. In one Again, one of the worst matches I've seen, and the graphics were cool, but in retrospect, it was kind of dumb. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't know what they need to do to, to make me care about this guy, other than maybe turning him face, but I feel like even that was, you know, they, they missed no, the ball on that. Needs win. Yeah, he needs he to win. He needs to win when it matters. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. And he's not going to win here. So, bottom line, I think uh, the Demon beats him. Do you think, uh, with Finn Balor, the guy's really, I mean, he's still over. People love the guy, but they're not really doing anything of note with him besides this feud. I mean, he was feuding with Samson a few months ago. He wasn't doing anything before that. Um, if you think if you think Bray wins here and maybe beats him again and then no mercy next month, do you think it's high time Finn Balor got back in the title picture by the fall? Yet, I guess. Like I said, I was saying my article, which you haven't read yet, but that if Braun, the only downside of Braun winning would be there's not really too many faces for him to go against. He's already done Reigns. Um, besides Reigns, right now in the main event scene, there's pretty much no one else as a face. Rollins and Ambrose are doing their tag team thing. Who's the next biggest face? Jason Jordan? Jason <laughs> there's only two that have left, so. I guess I said in the article maybe that's when John Cena comes over. Not to bury Braun Strowman. I said Strowman will beat him. But <laughs> okay. no in this company, they'll have him lose to Cena for the 17th championship and just bury the guy. Yep. But, um, maybe, they could, like I said, maybe they do a rematch in El Mercy. Braun firing faces. I don't know, Lesnar in a rematch, some bullshit. And then going into Survivor Series, they have Strowman and Balor. Or something along those lines with a demon or some bullshit, but um, I think if he eventually, when he eventually beats Bray in this, we'll fear he'll go up to the main event scene. 
And uh, Bray Wyatt's going to become another champion again? You think he's going to become another world champion anytime soon? No. He'll be, yeah, champion of eating Hot Pockets. <laughs> Still my favorite line, my favorite worst line in WrestleMania history. That is, that's so fucking terrible. It's so funny. Oh, my God, this guy's a loser. I would love to meet him one day just to tell him how big of a loser he is. Just kidding. I would tell him how much I love him. Uh, next question or next match from uh, SmackDown here for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, we have Naomi versus Natalia. Again, another match. Just it's a match. I don't know what they what happened in the SmackDown women's division. It was no more literally around this time a year ago we were talking back and forth about how they were killing it with the division. Even fucking even Marie meant something. And now just no one I mean, I know Charlotte and the whole Ric Flair thing, but even before Ric Flair got sick, she was hardly on TV. She's not doing anything. She came over as a big star in the shakeup and now she means almost nothing. So I don't know what they're doing with the division right now. And uh, anyway, so Naomi Natalia on Sunday. Who do you think walks out with the title? And does this include a possible cash in from Carmella? Yeah, I'm honestly not sure what happened to the division. They pretty much like the two, well, the two biggest stars of the time are Bliss and Becky Lynch. And Bliss went to Ron. Becky hasn't done anything noteworthy. And <laughs> since she's lost the title, so that's how much they've pretty much done nothing with her. Charlotte was good for like a cup of coffee and now <laughs> she's barely on the show where she's doing something that tag team with Becky Lynch but it doesn't really mean much because it's not like they are they're not really utilizing her correctly but I really don't really give a shit about this match. I kind of like I said I like Naomi but they haven't really done much with her and her turnout. Her grain hasn't been too I wouldn't say noteworthy at all. I, I, I like Bliss but Bliss had a way better run than and she had a SmackDown Women's Champion, but I guess I'd go with Naomi. I, I do not want to see Natalia win a title. Or she shouldn't be contending for a title right now, but I guess I would have Naomi win and then come out, cash in, and win the title. I know that it's it, it's weird because we'll talk about Cena Corman momentarily, but it looked like if anyone was going to cash in successfully, it would be Corbin and not Carmella because Carmella she literally just beat Naomi like a week ago on SmackDown, like clean I think too, and or no Ellsworth got involved, and then this week on SmackDown she was boasting about the fact that you know to have eyes in the back of your head, I'm going to cash in, blah blah blah, which usually means in wrestling or at least in WWE you're going to lose. But um, I'd be shocked if they had her lose right after Corbin lose on Tuesday. So um, I, I think she should cash in successfully here, if only because, I mean, Carmella's getting more over, and I think the character's great. James Ellsworth does nothing for me. But um, if anywhere it's going to get, you know, a big reaction, it might as well be in her native New York. I mean, I guess they would go crazy for that. So I like Naomi, too. I mean, she's over still, but just the real reason, like you said, that her reign has been nothing of note whatsoever is because she has yet to have a real feud. I mean, the fact that she beat Lana three times, like, who gives a shit? Beyond that, like, who else has she beaten, really? We've had fucking six-woman tag team matches, Fatal Five Wave, Money in the Bank, but, like, where's my one-on-one feuds? Like, where's my character development? We're not getting that right now. I know we have Naomi and Natalya, but it's like, holy shit, people stopped caring about Natalya five years ago. It's like the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. By the way, where's Dolph Ziggler? Why is his face in the back of a milk carton or something? Oh, my God. Where's... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I wouldn't be shocked if we see him pop up in GFW at some point in the near future. Holy shit, where where is he gone at? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's definitely out, sooner rather than later. I've seen reports that they have no plans for him anytime soon. It's like, dude, your contract's up. Probably either now or anytime soon, sometime soon. Just fucking leave. Why are you still around to collect a paycheck? 
Oh my god, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, you said uh, Naomi wins here, and then Carmella cashes. Then is that what you want to see happen, or what you predict will uh, you predict is going to happen? Okay, yeah, I agree with you. I think Carmella, if there's any place to have her cash in, it'd be here. And if Naomi retains and there's no bullshit after, or with, with Carmella, like, what else do you do? She's already beaten Natalia. Naomi, Tamina, holy shit, don't even get me started. But you've already seen Naomi a lot of five times. Who else is there? There's no one else in the division that's like, isn't there someone else that's a heel? Oh my god, are they just the only three in Natalia? They have all faces. Who's. There was someone else that was that was a heel, too. There must have been someone else. It was Natalia. Was it? No, but beyond Lana, didn't they? When they were doing the whole. Oh, Carmella. <laughs> yeah, Eva Marie. Carmella. Carmella was the other one. Okay, yeah, and then Carmella's got to cash in. Yeah, that's that's it. I don't know. And then Charlotte, like you said, isn't. I don't know where she's been. And, and Becky. What happened to Becky and uh, Chris Cyborg? They talked about that for a while, and that went nowhere. Any, did, were you looking forward to that matchup that happened? No. You weren't looking forward to Cyborg and Lynch? I thought you would have been hot for that. What'd you say? Cyborg's a man. <laughs> I thought you were a big Chris Cyborg fan. Fucking beast. <laughs> Becky Lynch would tap her out in two seconds. What are you talking about? Hopefully. Oh, I feel like what they're going to do is have Carmella win. She'll do like a little feud and Becky eventually will be there. So it's, she kind of got screwed out of the money in the bank or in other times like Carmella. So like that's where they're running the wall is with that. But, yeah, um, where are they going with that? I mean, that was the... Like, the whole thing with, with Becky and Sami Zayn, who was also not on the show for the second straight year, the whole thing they were doing with those guys was that with Becky, she got screwed over again with the money the bank losses. And like you said, like you, you pitched to me a couple months ago, maybe she faces James Ellsworth, maybe she feuds with Carmel in the meantime. They never did anything. Becky's she just tapped out clean in Italian on Tuesday. And Sami Zayn, same thing. He's like, oh, my God, I got to win more, blah, blah, blah. He gets put in a fucking feud with Mike Bennett, Mike Kanellis, he beats him, and then we don't see him again after he loses the eight in English. It's like, are you kidding me? But I don't know. I don't know what happened to SmackDown. It's it's ridiculous. How how great? Yeah, it did. How great is the uh, the Power of Love theme song, by the way? The what? The Power of Love theme song for the Canalises. <laughs> it's almost as amazing as uh, Maria and uh, Carl Anderson. That video you sent me. Love that video. It's amazing. <laughs> they got to put those guys on SmackDown. Anyway, exactly. They're beating up Big Show and they're breaking his hand. Like they, I think they can afford to go to SmackDown at some point soon, just to do something with. I would love to see a Carl and uh, Carl Anderson and Mike Kanellis feed where they're fighting over Maria's love. That would be amazing. And then maybe, amazing. maybe you do an intergender tag team match with Mike and Maria and Carl and his hot Asian wife. Seriously. <laughs> Hashtag bucket. Hashtag bucket. From Raw, we got for the Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks replacing an injured Bailey. This match makes more sense than Bliss and Bailey because Banks got screwed over at Great Balls of Fire. Never got a rematch. So I think the fact that Bailey got hurt actually worked out for the best. And Bailey was getting booed anyway, which broke my heart, but I know I'm the only one. Um, so we got Bliss and Banks here. RJ, uh, thoughts on the match? Do you think we got a new Raw Women's Champion on Sunday? I hope not. Um... She's not, yeah, she's yeah, I agree. Bitch. Her whole character is being a heel, but somehow she's perceived as a face. It makes no sense. <laughs> um, hopefully, plus beats her. 
I just don't know where they really go from there if Bliss wins, but I'd rather have Bliss win than have Sasha be the champion again. But if Bliss retains, where do you go from there? I don't know. Like I said, maybe give Emma a chance. I was I just know. about to say, hashtag give Emma a chance. That would be great. Go for. Also, face or doing the bubbly shit again? Book it. Hey, hey, it's, it's you know I love the heel character, but they need faces on the on the women's roster. Yeah, maybe you turn her face and do the bubbly character again. Do the give her the old music. I mean, I love her music now, but the first music was pretty cool too. It was, yeah. So I was thinking the other day, how crazy is it that in the last year since SummerSlam 2016, literally the only women that have been in contention for the title, this Raw Women's title, have only been Sasha, Bailey, <clears throat> Charlotte. Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. That's it. Only five women. How ridiculous is that? Ridiculous. No other women have got a shot. What'd you say? She's like a four-time champion. The title was introduced like one year ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. How how worthless is the Raw Women's How worthless is the Raw Women's Championship? As worthless as place as worthless as. Career. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Oh man! So you got Bliss. I'm gonna say Sasha Banks. I think uh, they were probably gonna give the belt to Bailey. So <laughs> I want Tushville to retain. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think Banks wins here to become a seven-time Raw Women's Champion. Uh, from SmackDown, John Cena and Baron Corbin. This match had no heat on it whatsoever. I mean, I was looking forward to it just because again it's something new, but it came out of nowhere just because they wanted to get both guys in the card. Who cares? And then they had Corbin cash in on Tuesday, and he lost, adding adding to the list of Cena and Damian Sandow is the only three men ever who have lost their Money in the Bank cash-in opportunities. Uh, so what were your thoughts on that, RJ, and who do you think wins on Sunday? Um, I was beyond shocked when Corbin failed the cash-in. Um, but, oh, I feel like they're building him up pretty good. And just a lose like that, and I don't get it. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll say, well, Sandow was kind of, I would, I would say Corbin is higher up than Sandow was. Yeah, but yeah, like, I agree. Building him up to be big, you know, the next heel, and then he just loses like that. A freaking schoolboy, the freaking genius of the <laughs> Yeah. Like, just gets a loser now. And then I doubt Cena's going to lose. I doubt Cena for the molar, so I'll say Cena wins. But the feud has been just made up on a freaking YouTube channel, and it, no one really <laughs> gives a shit, and... Like you said, it's just basically just to put both guys in the card. But I, I, I don't know why Cena, like, what does it, like, so Corbin wins, where does he go from there? When he lost his fucking briefcase, he's not going to face Jinder with a heel. It's just, the whole situation's stupid, but uh, I've seen it going over. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Just the whole thing is just abysmal. I, I just I don't get it. Um, I mean, I mean, why would you have Corbin lose just to add heat to a match that's happening in five days? Like, I feel like that's such a short-sighted thing to do. I mean, I feel like if, if he loses on Tuesday and then he loses again on Sunday to John Cena, the guy's a loser. That's that's why people don't care about wrestlers in this company because they have such a, an awful win-loss record and they just say that wins and losses don't matter. They absolutely matter. So, yeah, he was being built up pretty well. The guy won the main event of Money in the Bank a few months ago, so they obviously had plans for him. They still could. But um, he seemed like a perfect fit for the briefcase. Like the finish was like kind of funky. Like I feel like Morgan Schultz might not have been down. Mm, I like, agree. They do, yep. like, they do like a stupid like oh like his, his shoulder actually wasn't bouncing. They got pinned. But like you said, I I don't think it makes any sense just to 
had heat to a match and no one really gives two shits about even even now no one still doesn't care so uh, I think if they if they don't put the briefcase on them or something like, like they'll say it's like a f- funky finish then mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck you do with the guy I mean, it's weird because it seems like Cena's Raw-bound anyway. It seems like he's going to Raw after SummerSlam, so to beat Corbin would make no sense, which is exactly why I think Cena's going to win, because it makes no sense, and that's what this company's known for. But it's just weird they wouldn't put Corbin all, you know, over on the way out. And he still could. I mean, you look at Cena's SummerSlam record. The guy hasn't won a match at the pay-per-view since fucking 2010. He hasn't won a pay-per-view match at SummerSlam since 2010, seven years ago. So maybe the curse continues. I don't know. I doubt it, but... Um, I think we're both in agreement. Cena goes over, breaks the curse. And then, let's see, from Raw, got three more matches here for the Raw Tag Team titles. Cesaro and Sheamus versus the reunited duo of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Now, in my opinion, this has been the best crafted story going on in WWE right now, which is not saying much because a lot of these matches were thrown together at the last minute. Um, but the whole thing's been great. Ambrose and Rollins have great chemistry as partners. I, I think some people I've seen said, like, oh, maybe Dean, or he's definitely going to turn on Seth on Sunday. It's like, Dude, they just reunited like three days ago. Like, that would make no sense. Maybe that's why it's going to happen because it makes no sense. But it's like you have to milk this you know, out. This if it doesn't make sense, it means they did it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they need to milk this out for as, for as much as it's worth through at least the next couple months. Dean Ambrose and Rollins as tag team champions would be great. And I mean, if Cesaro and Sheamus retain, they've already beaten the Hardy Boys. They've already beaten Slater and Rhino. Like, there's nobody else. So um, Dean Ambrose and Rollins win here and I think the revival goes after him at some point down the road and I think that'd be pretty cool but uh, yeah your thoughts on the whole storyline RJ and do you think we have new tag team champions at SummerSlam usually the sec- first or second best story that's been told in the last since WrestleMania I feel like they've been the company's been falling in shambles <laughs> they did this whole this whole superstar shake up and the whole two fucking pay per views every month they just they don't have enough time to build stories, and that's why all these matches are storming out that last minute. No one gives a shit because no, they didn't. They didn't give us a reason to care. Like maybe Enzo and Cass are the only other thing I could think of people actually cared about. They buried that in like a week. Made Enzo look like a big loser. So, but these, this feud's been building up, and the whole reuniting on Monday was good. Finally, get that culmination, and then this match on Sunday should be good. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus have been really good champions. Like you said, they beat pretty much everybody. Um, so I would, I would definitely say have Dean and Seth going over, probably eventually feuding with the revival. But the Cesaro Sheamus have been good champions. I just don't know if they win. Who do they go, who do they face next? There's not really much for them to do. Yeah, for Ambrose and Rollins, or for Cesaro and Sheamus. Oh, yeah, there's really no one left. I mean, they've already beaten the club a bunch of times, too, so I think that's why we have new tag team champions on Sunday. And also, you got to give props to Boston, too, which is always a great crowd, but they were red hot for that segment. I don't know if you saw it or not. I know I told you about it, but did you see the segment on Raw for Monday? Did you love the Boston crowd reaction? Loved it. Boston can always be counted on for a great crowd. It's a very smarky city, a little little smarky sometimes, but they're, they're great. I love Boston. Can't wait to be back. Hopefully at some point, maybe for Clash of Champions, like we said. Uh, hint, hint, I guess we'll see. But, uh, I yeah. I SmackDown's still, still a show by that point. <laughs> exactly. If they're back to being on Thursdays and they're back to being meaningless again and they're not live anymore, I think uh, I'll cancel my tickets for the pay-per-view. I haven't bought them yet, but I won't, I won't purchase them. I think we'll just focus on the Rumble. But, uh, yeah, I think we both agree new tag team champions in Ambrose and Rollins on Sunday. Top two matches for SmackDown for the WWE Championship, Jinder Mahal, the modern-day Maharaja, versus the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. Why they call him that, I have no fucking idea. They haven't called him that recently, actually. That was, like, a big thing. They shoved it down her throat when he first showed up, but 
They haven't used that in a while, so hopefully it's uh, it's a dead nickname. But anyway, so Nakamura's first shot of the title. Mahal, I, we've gone back and forth with this on uh, with Tex. I think we're both in agreement. Mahal has just been dying to death as champion. The guy is just not cutting it. His promos are mediocre. His matches are abysmal. I mean, the, he cuts the same promo every single time he comes out. And he gets decent heat. And the Singh brothers are great. The Singh brothers are awesome. They might as well put the belt on those guys. But Mahal is just mediocre at best. I mean, I think he'd be maybe passable as a U.S. champion. As a WWE champion, he's brought the entire show down. So they got to pull the plug in the Jinder Mahal experiment on Sunday and put the belt on Nakamura. I know Nakamura is no fucking, you know, uh, whoever. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, who's a great promo guy in the company right now? I'm trying to think of a great... Samoa Joe. He's no Samoa Joe on the mic, but he's he's got charisma. The guy sweats charisma. You found that out. You got a little drops of Shinsuke Nakamura charisma a few months ago or a few, uh, about a year and a half ago at NXT LOL, but... Anyway, <laughs> you did. Did you did you frame that little sweat? I did. Drop of sweat, but uh, Nakamura. I think we get a new WWE champion. I don't know why Mahal would retain here in case, unless they want to further bury SmackDown. I just don't know why they would have him retain. But uh, RJ, your pick. I was literally about to say. I think I think they're gonna have Jimmy retain here. <laughs> oh, um, I don't wow. know why. I don't know why. Like I said, I think the I think I think they just really want it to work. Sort of keep shoving it and like keep pushing it. Like, so I think the like his presence and like I think the entrance is good. The whole thing, brothers, is really good at that. He just matches and his promos are horrendous. <laughs> but I feel like they, they give up now. It's just like they're just kind of acknowledging that they they fucked up and then have us go back to. But if he loses, he's going to he's going to be like on superstars. Like his it'd just be a huge waste of. There's, there's a few. They maybe Rusev down the road. There's a couple heels in the show. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no, I don't know. I just think this for this company. They'll have like Corbin come out and like beat the shit out of Nakamura. I don't know why, but like, he's pissed that he lost his briefcase from fucking bullshit. Um, or like they'll just like I said, or they'll have Nakamura win the Hall and the Sing Brothers beat him up, and then Corbin will like cash in and say like, "Oh, my shoulders were down." It's bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be so dumb. Uh, no, yeah, again, like you said, knowing this company, I'm gonna say Nakamura, but knowing this company, it would not surprise me if they had Mahal retain here, like with some stupid ass interference or some dumb spot. Maybe he brings out the chopsticks or something, and and, and you know, uh, blinds. Oh, can... <laughs> yeah, the cop. Why was why was he even brought back? That just. It makes oh my god! It makes me so embarrassed to be a fan. Sometimes you bring back the guy for one night and then don't explain why he doesn't show up again. Like, are you serious? Like that? I I'm so I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. But um, yeah, I mean, no sense. Would they have maybe they have Mahal retain here? Like you said, then they give Nakamura the belt at Hell in the Cell, so it means more there. But like newsflash, people want him to win now. Like I feel like if they wait any longer, people aren't gonna care. It's gonna go over like a fart in church in October. By that point, people are gonna be so sick of Mahal. I don't know. I, 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 it's weird. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, again, it could go either way. I think a lot of these matches could go either way. But uh, I, I think Nakamura wins the belt. If Mahal retains, I'm, I, I feel pity for this company. But I already do. So, I mean, nothing's really going to change. But 
Uh, before we get to the main event, real quick, I don't know how I forgot about this, but it's one of the top matches on SmackDown. AJ Styles and Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Shane McMahon, special guest referee. The feud's been going on for over four months at this point. I mean, they've had some really good matches. The SmackDown match a few weeks ago was great. I'm sure this will also be really, really good. I think Shane adds a new element to it. Um, it looks like they're heading to Owens and Shane at some point, whether it be at Hell in a Cell or down the road, maybe Survivor Series or WrestleMania, I don't know. Uh, but that could be a good feud. So AJ's got to retain here. they got to stop playing hot, hot potato with the championship, keep the belt on him. Uh, who do you think walks out, RJ, with the U.S. title? Yeah, I think I think it's, it's a simple one. Styles going to win here. Set up to continue the feud with Shane and Kevin Owens. They said either face that Survivor Series, WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell. One of those shows down the line, um, but I think Styles wins here. Not maybe, like you said, maybe if Mahal loses, he faces the United States Championship. But besides that, maybe Corbin. I'm not really sure where they go from there, but um, I think Styles winning is kind of a slam dunk. Yeah, I think he can really bring a lot to the title. I mean, after Rowan's, the whole feud is done there. I mean, they have, like you said, they have Corbin, you have Rusev, maybe Orton down the road, Chad Gable would be nice, turning that into a full-fledged feud. Uh, there's a couple different guys that can plug in that spot. So, I mean, AJ Zane could be pretty good. So, uh, they have a couple of different matches they can go with. Owens has been there, done that. He's, you know, moving on to bigger and better things. And, I mean, AJ should be in the title picture too, but I think him as U.S. champion right now is a better fit. So, I'm going to say AJ as well. And then the main event, I think the only match we're really, really, really looking forward to on the show. I'm looking forward to the Raw Tag Team title match too, but this is the, the main event of the show, of course, without a question. It's for the Universal Championship. It's a fatal four-way match. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, RJ. You got four hosses here. You kind of gave it away earlier, but once again, what's your prediction? Gotta go, with Braun Strowman here. <laughs> I was I was skeptical between Samoa Joe and Braun. Um, so I thought they both have been very good over the last pretty much since the Superstar Shakeup and I would say WrestleMania. Um, that's pretty much when Samoa Joe came in, but oh, I think they both have been really good and. Exactly. Um, I'm yeah. not sure, but I, I'm going with Strowman. Yeah, and that's a good solid pick. I just, I think, without a doubt, I mean, I would rather have Lesnar retain over Roman Reigns winning. I just don't think it's the right time. I mean, not only because they're in Barclays Center and people are going to boo it, obviously. They have to know that's coming, but 
just if Roman wins, what else do you do? Like Roman and Joe again, Roman and Strowman again. Like they've done everything with Roman on Raw so far for the most part. So I think you got to get him away from the title picture, put him back with Ambrose and Rollins. Maybe then a quarter of the audience will cheer him at that point. But at this point, putting the belt in him right now is just a mistake. Um, but with the other three guys, like you said, you have you have fresh matches right there with Joe and Lesnar part two. You can Stro- you can do Strowman and Lesnar. Um, Lesnar ain't getting pinned here. I think. Between the two, I want Joe to win. Between him and Braun, I know I, w- I wouldn't cry if Braun won. I think it'd be great. Um, but the whole Lesnar thing with him threatening to leave if he loses, like he's already advertised for like the raw fucking after the pay per view. Did you see that tweet this morning that Barclays Center put up? Like, are you kidding me? I'm not saying that that telegraph the finish. Like, I don't even care about that. They're gonna say the Universal Champion's gonna be there because he's the current Universal Champion. I'm not talking about that. The fact they would advertise him for the show, saying that he's going to be there, despite the fact that he said he would quit if he lost, that gives away the fucking finish right there, which is why I think Brock's going to retain. It's just, not only that, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, you got to go with the hotter hands and Joe and Strowman right now, but with Lesnar, it's like, holy shit, the guy won't be around, I know he's working no mercy, but they got to know Lesnar and Roman is just not going to work as the main event for Mania next year, Roman and Cena would be great. But Lesnar and Roman is just—it's—it's not—it can't happen. You just can't do it. So I really hope that's—that's that's not the direction they're going in. They're not still pursuing that. And they're getting that out of their system with this match by putting him in the four-way, and it would be such a missed opportunity to take the title off Lesnar here. Because like you said, you know they're not getting—they're going to have him pinned, you know, one-on-one. He's not going to be beat. He's not going to be pinned. So, but he can lose the belt by not even getting pinned. You can have Joe or Strowman beat Roman or whoever, or vice versa. And, and Lesnar is no longer the champion. I, I don't know why they would keep the belt on him or give it to Roman. I think Joe and Strowman are way better options. Um, I'm going to say Lesnar, though. I just get a feeling that he's going to retain here. Yeah, I know. I'd rather have that over Roman winning, though. That's that's the worst. But, yeah, uh, Roman's the worst case scenario. Uh, easily. Not even close, yeah. But uh, Strowman getting his moment would be nice, though. Like you said, I feel like he's really been the biggest... I mean, I know, I know your bias and being a Braun Strowman fan as am I, because I love the guy. But would you say, maybe other than maybe Alexa Bliss, would you argue that he has been the biggest success story of the brand split so far, and going from someone that no one gave two shits about? Although I will give credit to you because you did see something in the guy well before he, you know, branched off on his own. But for the most part, people didn't really know the guy, didn't care about him. Do you think going from an unknown to where he is right now has been the biggest success story of uh, of the brand split for WWE? I would say without uh, him or Alexa Bliss would be considered the best two. You know, it's still come well on there. I wouldn't say she's as successful as they've been, but she's, I'd give her her fair shake as well. I think she's done a lot for herself, especially coming from NXT and not really doing much. Um, same with Bliss and Strowman. I don't think he wrestled one televised match on NXT. No, um, he didn't know. But since his since the brand split, since then branching off on his own, he really kind of crafted his character perfectly. They booked him correctly, so I think that's also a big thing. Um, but you can have a good character if they're not booking you correctly, then no one's going to give a shit. But then they booked him right, and he's come off great. And I think he's sort of turned, well, I wouldn't say he's turning face, but he's got a lot of crowd reaction, like good reaction, because people just can't stand over hands. Um, but just seeing him like beat the shit out of Reigns and like, through all this cool shit when 
Apollo Crews did the baffle to kick them out of the air, <laughs> throwing chairs, flipping ambulances. Like, you must see TV. Like, mm-hmm. people want to see him on TV because he always does something that's like a highlight or something that like, you'll talk about. So, I think, like I said, that's why I think they should just put the title on now, come kick some more people's asses. Obviously, eventually drop the title, but I think right now he's been the hottest thing on Raw and in the whole company combined. So, I don't know why they wouldn't put the title on him. Did you see the picture of him rocking the shades at uh, Yankee Stadium from, like, this past week? I did. I watched the thing with him blessing Big Cash yesterday. Was it good? It was. The guy would be a great representative of the company. He comes off like such a gem. I know you really want to meet Braun. Is he doing any, like, I'm not sure if he is, but is he doing any meet and greets, you know, for this weekend at SummerSlam, like Seth did a couple years ago? I don't know. That'd be cool. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I guess we'll have to see uh, for the Rumble. Maybe if they do anything like that for the Rumble, we might have to go early to just go meet Braun. Or you can go follow him back to his hotel or something. Either way, you got to meet Braun at some point. Me too. Easily, easily. So, uh, final question for you. Final thoughts on SummerSlam on Sunday. From 1 to 10, where is your hype level at, Mr. Marceau? I got three. I'm as excited <laughs> for SummerSlam as I was at Battleground. Just kidding. Battleground was like a one. But um, besides the main event and the broad tag match, Everything's pretty much been done before, or it's just something rushed that I just don't care about. Um, like we've had, there are a lot of rematches that we've seen on the show, so that doesn't give me too. Like SummerSlam, WrestleMania supposed to be like fresh matches or matches we've never seen before, but they've done a ton of rematches. Or like I said, they just rush storylines that people just don't give a shit about. Um, so like I said, besides the main event and the t- Raw Tag Team match, I really get careless about the show. What about Takeover? I, I couldn't tell you last time I watched NXT. You're going to kill me for that one, but I never seen <laughs> it in months. That breaks my heart. What about Adam Cole, baby? <laughs> but now that Adam Cole, Adam Cole comes back, I'll start watching it. <laughs> Adam so, Cole. What the working they... man, I don't have all time for NXT. What'd you say? This is the working man. I have barely enough time to watch Raw and SmackDown. NXT just doesn't fit in the schedule. I know the working man that got his car crashed a couple weeks ago. How's the car doing? What's the status? All fixed. Got fixed in a couple days. Oh, really? Okay, okay. So the windshield's doing all right. Windshield's fixed. <laughs> but you didn't get a free ball or anything. Not even a shout-out from I the guy. I didn't get the ball or anything. Fucking BS. <laughs> you did get a viral tweet. I, I checked a couple uh, a while ago. You got like 700 likes and that you get. 800, get it right, kid. 800 likes. 800 likes. Why didn't you pin that as your top tweet? People got to see that. Yeah, I, I didn't really give a shit. <laughs> I'm that my windshield was smashed. Oh, man. Well, that's great. That is great. Well, speaking of NXT, before I let you go, uh, what, what are your thoughts on NXT Lowell coming up next month? Any any aspirations of going to that show, maybe? Uh, I, I'd, I'd be an interesting guy. I, I've enjoyed all the NXT shows that we've got together with. I'd definitely be interested again. It's also the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, too, the same place where we saw the Joe win, so that's a great arena, too. That's a good arena. It's not really a bad scene house. Yeah, exactly. It has great acoustics, so maybe we'll see about that next month, but you've already bought the tickets. We're already confirmed for the Royal Rumble in January. SummerSlam, eh, who cares, whatever, but Rumble, that's where my sights are set right now for the Rumble in January. No sleep till Philly. (laughs) No sleep till Philly, exactly. I'm so pumped for that show. Holy shit. I can't wait until Rey Mysterio comes out at number 30. Just kidding. I think he, I heard he signed with GFW. Ooh. <laughs> Vince, he's an old piece of shit. Wow. I think his knees buckled again. That's probably what happened. He couldn't pass the physical. Probably get his 20th knee surgery. <laughs> 
Quick prediction before I let you go. A lot of questions here, but uh, number 30, if you had to choose, in the Rumble, while we're there, who is it? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Okay, that's his first match back. Yep. Holy shit. In Philly. In Philly, too. Is it in Philly or uh, Pittsburgh? He's from Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh, but the show's in Philly, though? Yeah. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So I'm looking forward to that. But as always, Mr. Marceau, a pleasure to have you on for the first time in what feels like 10 years coming out of retirement like Ric Flair. Hashtag pray for Ric Flair. Pray for Mr. Marceau and his windshield. Uh, it should be fixed pretty soon. But that being said, uh, before I let you go, my brother, uh, plugs. Where can people find you? Any Marceau masterpieces? I know I've been pretty late in getting the latest one up, but beyond that, where can the people find you? Twitter, pretty much it. Wow, complete 180 from the days of the shout-outs. Wow, how many shout-outs? I'm working man now. Working man now. Go to a... Why, don't, why not plug the uh, Boston Red Sox? They're, they're too busy winning. I don't need to promote them. <laughs> oh, wow. This is for all the Boston fans out there. Well, that being said, yeah. sir, what'd you say? All the Boston fans. I might be in that area next month for NXT. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But the offer's still on the table for that Comic-Con thing with Batista and Ray Ray in November near the uh, Dunkin' Donuts Center. Isn't that near where you work or live or where you intern there, right? Is that what it was? I intern Yeah, I know where it is. I, I think I have a prom at the convention center. That's where it is. I, think, I know where it is. Uh, okay, that's still, on, that's still on the table, too. There's a lot of exciting events coming up in the next few months, so... We'll see what lies ahead on the road to uh, Royal Rumble. No sleep till Philly. But that's being said, sir, as always, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate your time. We went a lot longer than I thought we would. I know you got to get to sleep. Yeah, I know you go to sleep early. I appreciate that. I respect that. you got to get up early tomorrow to go work. And, uh, yeah, have a great day tomorrow, sir. I'll see you soon, hopefully, at NXT Lowell. All right, I'll your ass down the Oh, kids already stealing my line. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening, folks. I'll catch your ass down the road, Mr. Marceau. All right, see you later, Graham. See you, brother.